a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We definitely live in a comfort zone society where a life of ease and instant access to everything to make our lives better and more simple. And we're going to learn a lesson today from dishwashers. Yes, dishwashers, which were, of course, invented to make our lives easier and better so we'd have more time to do the things that we want to do. And fewer and fewer Americans are actually using their dishwashers, and we need to know why. Uh, Government has an interesting play in this, and to help us break all of that down, always pleased to have on this program, Christian Britsky is the associate editor at Reason. And uh, Christian, uh, this is one of those that uh, is a a head-scratcher at one end, and uh, it's like, oh, here we go again on the other. Uh, Tell us about how federal energy regulation are actually making dishwashers worse. Yeah, sure. So um, since the late 80s, I believe, the federal government has um, imposed uh, energy efficiency standards on dishwashers. You know, you're only allowed to use so much electricity, so much water, and so forth. And um, generally, companies have met those standards by circulating a less water um, over a longer wash cycle, which takes... Less electricity takes less water, but it also means that your dishwasher takes longer and oftentimes doesn't clean the dishes quite as much as you might hope. Um, And so that's led to um, uh, worse performing dishes or worse performing dishwashers and also a rise in the number of people who have dishwashers but don't use them. Yeah, and give us those numbers. That uh, That was stunning to me, how many people have a dishwasher and hardly ever use it. Yeah, sure. So the um, U.S. Uh, Energy Information Administration uh, started asking people how often they use their dishwasher for its uh, periodic survey starting in 2001, and then 16% of respondents – this is already several energy efficiency standards in uh, – 16% of respondents said they use their dishwasher less than once a week. So basically they don't use it. Um, and that rose to um, 18% by 2009, and then in the last two surveys in 2015 and then 2020 – um, about 20% of people have said that they don't use their dishwasher um, at, at all during the week. Wow. So one in five dishwasher owners <laughs> are, are not even using their dishwashers. You actually mentioned right. you mentioned in your piece uh, a, a little bit of a campaign uh, from one of the uh, dishwash uh, soap producers. Uh, tell us what they're trying to do and uh, how Procter & Gamble's going about this. Right. So it's it's interesting. So these these rules are intended to um, make dishwashers more environmentally friendly, less uh, resource uh, intensive. But what people have done when their dishwasher doesn't perform as well and they stop using it is they turn to hand washing their dishes, obviously, which actually um, takes up, uses more water. 
Um, and so what uh, Procter & Gamble, dish soap maker, I mean, obviously they have an interest in people using their dishwasher, um, has done is they now have this new ad campaign basically encouraging people to use the appliances they already have in their home. Um, and one of the points they make is that, you know, if, if you're worried about wasting water, you know, uh, hand washing your dishes, that's that's what's doing. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. And, and so this is just one of those interesting things. Uh, if we <laughs> you take the whole uh, hand washing versus uh, doing it in your dishwasher. And again, if your dishwasher is becoming less and less efficient and effective in washing your dishes uh, because of some of the regulatory pieces, then you are going to be more likely to do it on your own to make sure it gets done right. Uh, and so this this idea that through government that we were going to do something good, and I think everybody's for that. That's no no mistake. If we use less water for more efficient, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, but this is one of those where the regulatory approach to it actually made it worse in the end. Um, yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, I guess we don't have um, aggregate numbers, uh, but um, to the degree that someone goes from not from using their dishwasher to hand washing because. Uh, these regulatory standards have made their dishwasher less effective, they're going to be wasting more water. Um, so, it, yeah, it's, it's a perfect example of being, you know, of a well-intentioned counterintuitive regulation or counterproductive, I should say. Yeah. Right? This is one of those uh, interesting battles. Uh, you mentioned this in your piece as well, that uh, former President Trump uh, was liberalizing kind of the dishwashing standards. The Biden administration uh, reimposed the old rules. Uh, where are Where do we actually stand when it comes to our dishwashers? Yeah, sure. So in the the waning days of the Trump administration, uh, Trump, he made a big deal out of this on the campaign trail. It's actually one of the many household appliance uh, uh, regulations he made a big deal out of, including uh, shower heads was another um, hobby horse of his. But um, so towards the end of the Trump administration, they finalized a rule basically allowing companies to sell – dishwashers that um, could uh, use more water and electricity over a shorter wash cycle. Uh, They created a new regulatory category. Um, And then the Biden administration, shortly after coming into office, um, said that they were going to uh, replace that rule. And then I believe they already have come through and uh, replaced that rule, gone back to the old standards. So it was a little bit of a wash, no pun intended. (laughs) Definitely a a wash for sure. Uh, And this is one of those uh, interesting, if you have any insight on how this has impacted the the manufacturers, uh, because this is, to me, it seems like one of those where when we're doing things by executive order or by rule through some agency, uh, it ends up creating uncertainty in the marketplace. Do we see that play out a little bit in this? Well, so this is actually the funny thing is when um, – and you see this with impl- appliance regulations all the time – is that 
when the federal government, um, I think the last standards were imposed under uh, the Obama administration, and that was, those, that was the ones the Trump administration was trying to overturn, and then Biden reinstated. Uh, when those were first proposed, the manufacturers were against it um, because they uh, they didn't want to have to you know spend money designing yeah. a new product. Um, but then they uh, get adopted, and the manufacturers were opposed to changing them under Trump. They were opposed to um, uh, liberalizing them on, under the, the logic that, like, hey, we already spent all this money redesigning our product to meet right. these rules. We don't have, want to have to go do that again. And so they probably correctly saw that you know the real beneficiaries here would be new entrants into the market who you know um, hadn't hadn't taken that 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 first uh, upfront cost to redesign their product. Um, and so you see that a lot. You see that you saw that with the shower heads very clearly yeah. too. Um, so what manufacturers want more than anything else is just certainty, certainty. about – I mean you want yeah. less burdensome rules, but also you want certainty, right? Yeah. And yeah. oftentimes when they propose uh, making the rules less burdensome, that adds uh, some uncertainty, and so they oppose it. Yeah, and that's such a great point, Christian, because it is the certainty. Businesses can deal with good news. They can deal with bad news. They can deal with more regulation. They can deal with less. It's the uncertainty uh, that really undoes them and uh, and causes things to, to be really challenging there. Uh, as always, Christian Britschke, Associate Editor at Reason, great insight. And again, this is a fascinating one to look at. And as we always say, what gets done by executive order usually gets undone by executive order and uh, doesn't always help us to actually move everything forward. Uh, Christian, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's Christian Britschke. And again, just something as simple as can we save some water with a washing machine, uh, dishwasher, uh, and suddenly everyone's doing it by hand using more water than they would if they would have used their old-style dishwasher. Regulation, there's got to be a better way. Doing it by executive order is not it. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.